Lincoln. Come on, it's 6 o'clock. Rise and shine. Rise and shine. It's time for Early Break with Sip and Jake. Brought to you by Gaina Trucking. Live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Here's 93.7 at tickets, Jake Sorensen. Did seem kind of meh. And Steve Sipple. Surprisingly good. This is Early Break with Sip and Jake. Sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Good morning, happy Thursday to you, Steve Sipple, Jake Sorensen, early break, full show ahead, Mike Schaefer in the 7 o'clock hour as always. No Rick Heyman today, he's under the weather today, so oh. just, just my song of the day. Oh. It's under the weather, so we'll give Rick a pass and hope he feels better for next week. I wonder if it's allergies, you know, the, they're out, they're, the harvest is occurring right now. Yep. Yeah. Well, that, maybe that's my problem, I've been sneezing like crazy recently, yeah, I and mean, I have allergies bad. Yeah, a lot of people this time of year, because of the dust getting kicked up, you know, and the, by the tractors out in the fields. Oh, okay. I mean, I went to Carney yesterday, and yeah, you see tractors all up and down. How are your allergies? That drive. I, not that they're not that bad. They're not that bad. I mean, they're not great, but they're not that bad. Let's ramp it up a little bit. I'm good. What, Is this what? idle chit chat? Yeah, time? idle chit chat brought to you by somebody. Me. <laughs> Let's see, uh, and what other kind of idle chit-chat could there be? Yesterday was kind of a slow day in sports. Well, yeah, it was. When, <clears throat> Wednesdays, well, you got baseball. The Padres beat the Dodgers to even that series up at one apiece, 5-3. to three. Dod- I believe the nation is rooting for the Padres because we're sick of the Dodgers. That's not true. Yes, it is. No. No. Sorry, That's you're an old strange, Dodgers fan. No, yeah, that, no, 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 hold on now. That's a strange comment. The Dodgers have won like 105 games for, I don't know, five straight years. They're boring. What's the closest thing in Major League Baseball to America's team? The Dodgers. No, no, no. The Braves? Isn't it the Yankees still? The Braves? The Yankees? I don't know. Four six four five six eight five. The closest thing... In Major League Baseball to America's team. It's not the Astros, even though they've been really good recently. Is it not the Yankees still? I, I think Wasn't the Yankees it? are a polarizing team. Well, who was who was America's team back in baseball's glory days? That's was, a good question. I don't think the Braves were that. I mean, yeah, I think the, the Braves, Braves were they were big on yeah. TBS, obviously. Yeah, yeah, and they had and Maddox and Glavin and, and and you know John Smoltz and Chipper Jones. Well, going back further, they had Dale Murphy and um Bob Horner. Oh, yeah. And, Back in your day. Yeah, and Hubbard. Yeah, I'm giving you the 90s. Glenn You're giving Hubbard. me the 70s here and the 80s. Glenn Hubbard. <clears throat> so I think I think the Braves are the closest thing to America's team, or they have been. Josh says the Cubs are. Yeah, okay. Yeah, closest, maybe. You think they're the, the closest to America's they team? They might I don't, be. I don't, I don't know if I get how I answer that question. That might be. It's a tough one. Yeah. It well, is. baseball is losing popularity to begin with, so if, you, know, you have to ask a lot of people there. All right. But anybody else responding? Idle chit-chat. Uh, that one guy says MLB has no America's yeah, team. Yeah, they might not. They don't. Like, what? what's the NFL's America's team? The Cowboys, Cowboys are. No, for they're, sure. They're not yeah, that. Cowboys. No, this is not the 90s anymore. They're not America's team anymore. Dallas Cowboys. No. Yep. Think they still are? Yep. Absolutely. I don't even know how I would answer that one either. I don't, well, I don't, I just I don't think it's the Cowboys. Well, the Patriots are polarizing. The Cowboys. America's team. It feels like right now the Bills are America's team. I People know. love the or the Chiefs. Bills are Chiefs. No, not the Chiefs. Well, you don't like the Chiefs. Chiefs are very regionalized. Chiefs are regional. That's a regional favorite. If you were sitting in 
if you were sitting in Sarasota, Florida, you wouldn't say that. But you wouldn't say the Dolphins either. They're not America's team. No, the we're Cowboys. Not. No, we're America's forgotten team is what we are. Oh, don't America's that. Come on, forgotten man. team. The we're always one that we playing like the victim just, card. Yeah, we are playing the victim card. Playing the victim again. They're out to Quit get us. The they're out to oh, get oh, us. Oh, wow. Now they're we're playing the paranoid yeah, card. Yeah, they're out to get us, man. <laughs> Idle chit chat. I am a beat down sports fan. So when You're my team just starts three and zero, I just expect the world to fall apart, and it did in Miami. By the way, Dolphins starting again this weekend. Skylar Thompson, third round, third <coughs> third string quarterback, seventh round rookie from Kansas State, starting against Minnesota. Kind of arm so does Skyler have? I'm sure that's Mike Schaefer, his fear level for the third-string quarterback. What does Skyler's arm look like? He had some nice throws in the preseason. A lot of his yards or his, a lot of his big plays against the Jets were off of deep pass interference calls that he got. Mm-hmm. I don't think he really hit a deep ball that was connected, that was complete. He just had like three or four 30-plus-yard passes that were called defensive pass interference so move the ball way up the field okay that's the key when you got Tyreek Hill you should just do that okay we're at third and ten just chuck it to Tyreek mm-hmm. if he catches it awesome if not he probably gets a pass interference call we move the ball mm-hmm. all right and maybe the occasional interception but we'll take our chances there okay let's shift there's your idle chit chat for the day we didn't even talk about the weather no. We can later. Very windy today. 40 mile per hour winds per the weather forecast. Is that right? Yeah. Like yesterday. Red flag warning out there today. What's that mean? It's like a fire warning, basically. Really? Yeah. Really? Yep. Red flag warning coming today. Today, 40 mile per hour winds. Not a golf day. Not a golf day at all. Unless like punishment, which and it is a golf day. Yeah. If you like punishment. Okay. Let's not talk about that. Boom. Um, <laughs> I, um, I wasn't on hand yesterday for the assistants the coordinators as yes. it were mark whipple and bill bush right however i watched the video you did yeah what you, you you said something about whipple before the show you want to bring that to the no, air no i'm not gonna bring that to the okay air. that's fine don't bring I, 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 I didn't say what it was but you said something <coughs> about him mark whipple 65 year old mark you whipple, may have heard of him he's nebraska's offensive coordinator said quote i coached crappy <laughs> um against Rutgers. He says, everyone knows when you don't play well. I know as a coach, I coached crappy. Hmm. We had a bad week. Excuse me. We had our worst week of practice. We had only one day to work hard, short week, and get some things done, and we weren't very good that day. That carried over. Now, that's that's fairly revealing, actually. Um, Now, you learn from that. That's what he, he went on to say. You learn from that. He told his guys... You can't, you can't practice like that and expect to play well. So this week they've had two really good, strong days of practice. Well, I like also what he said about the game itself. He said this is what Whipple said, not about the week, but the actual game and the recovery in the second half. Mm-hmm. He says, "quote uh, This is he said the best thing about Friday's game is what he saw at halftime. Quote the look in their eyes on offense, and we played terrible. I did a bad job coaching, all that, and we were bad on third down. But there wasn't like woe is me." It was, hey, I said, we're going to take the ball second half. We're going to go down and score. The game will be changed right there, and we're going to win the game. And that's it. And they all believed in it, and that's a credit to Mickey 
and the offensive coaches, all the guys that way. Yeah. I go back to, again, I, I said it on Monday, I'll say it again. When I was <coughs> listening to the, the the halftime broadcast, before yeah. I was going to the second half to watch it a different place. Television? Mickey, no, I was. this is radio. I was, okay. I was listening to the radio broadcast driving to somewhere for the second half. Okay. Mickey said, we have to score points in the opening drive mm-hmm. of the second half. They had they converted a fourth down on that drive to keep it going, and they scored a touchdown. Mm-hmm. That's huge. Credit to your coach. I mean, Whipple says that was what they talked about at halftime. Say we're not dead. It's not over. We got to no. score points. Get it? And I they get did it. it. I get it. Credit to the coaches. I, I don't know why you don't give more credit to the players. I mean, they have to go out and do it. Um, the, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not taking away credit from the players. Yeah, how could you? I mean, I, I I'm just give saying the, one thing has changed here. There's there's been two changes: a head coach change and a coordinator change. So true. I give major credit to those guys, plus the the players for listening to what is being changed. That's true. Yeah, well, yeah, they have to go execute it. Yes. I mean, credit to Casey Thompson for hitting Palmer on third and seven. Um, and then finding Volklek in the end zone. I don't know what that pass looked like because I was getting a brownie. They had really good brownies in the Rutgers press box. Um, but, yeah, they. I give the players a lot of credit. Mickey said the same thing about the players at halftime, that – he said they came in halftime and said, we don't need to make a lot of changes. Um, we're going to win this game. So I don't know how much prodding they even needed. Um, I don't know how much, Jake, I don't know how much coaching was involved. They came in the locker room and said, we're going to win the game. I love that. They weren't, yeah. I mean, I don't know if that's, I mean. And listen, you know, they played a horrible first half. I mean, there, there was nothing that really went right in the first half except for the fact, as we pointed out Monday also, that, the block punt did not resort did not result in a touchdown. Yeah, second quarter. Right. If that's a touchdown, it's 14-0 and maybe you come back. But at that point maybe you're still just lost and and if they score one more touchdown, you might be screwed in that. That's Blaze Gunnerson. Shout out to Blaze Gunnerson yeah. for stopping that play. Blaze Gunnerson. And the defense for not giving up a touchdown <clears throat> in a short field. Absolutely. That was a minor victory. Those add up. Those add up. They do. In that game they did. So there you go. There's Whipple. Anything else from Whipple that caught your attention? Well, let's see what else Whipple had to say here. <laughs> okay. Maybe you should have done this before. <laughs> well, I'm just pulling well, <laughs> I don't have audio from him because we don't have it from yesterday. Uh, all right. Well, let's keep it on tracks here. Okay. Uh, okay. Here, here's here's Whipple on the offensive line. So this, the question was, you, you talk about guys believing. Mm-hmm. Do you see that confidence still in particular with the offensive line despite the struggles? Mm-hmm. Okay. Whipple. Quote, uh, was that the one you were talking about earlier? We had a worst week of practice. Go ahead. Okay, yeah. I'll say it again. I'll, I'll reiterate this. That regarding that was the question that Mark Whipple was asked. Okay. Okay? Everyone knows when you don't play well. I know as a coach I coach Covered crappy. Okay? Covered that. Okay, let's go forward. We said we've got to have our best week of practice. You guys learned that you can't practice like that and expect to play well. Covered that. We flipped it this week. You didn't say that one. Yes, we did. You didn't say that. You were obviously. You didn't say that. You didn't say that part. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. That's okay. So yeah, they learn. They had to learn from. Okay. Well, okay. One more then. This this is a golf reference too from Mark Whipple. Okay. You did not mention this one. No, I did not. Okay. The question was about Mickey Joseph changing the practice setup setup and taking over. He says change can be good. Says Mark Whipple. If you're struggling that way, if you're hitting it bad off the tee, you go to a three wood. So just the change part and being positive, it didn't help the first week, but just kind of got into it, and that's what we want right now. I think he's I talking like about – I like to bring in golf terms into this, Mark. Right. He's talking about the Monday practice. Now they 
or they have Mondays off now. They have Mondays off. There's a lot, a lot being made of that this week. Um, because this is Nebraska, and we make uh, we a make, lot we, of everything's a big deal. Yeah, everything's a big everything's deal. overblown, yeah. and <laughs> the, overemphasized. Yeah, the Monday, the Monday, Mickey did change that they have Mondays off now. And Bill Bush yesterday said it's kind of six one way, half dozen the other when you choose that day. Um, but whatever. I um, okay, so. No black shirts. We've covered that. Yeah, and Bush, Bush is fine with that, by the way. Yeah. Um, and, and guess what? So are we. Yeah, you are. Well, <laughs> And I am. Well, well I, just right. want, I just want to once again revert back to before the Rutgers game where we made it very clear in this show that it has to be not just against Rutgers but against Purdue. And then if they do it against Purdue, three straight weeks after a good performance against Indiana, mm-hmm. Rutgers, Purdue, then... The black shirts are under consideration. Consideration. I think that and not it's dangerous, sure though. Out. Yeah, because I, I'd probably be hesitant, as I thought about it yesterday, driving. Um, if you give them back and they blow, you know, and Mi- Michigan puts 500 on yes. you, are you taking away the black shirts again? Are, are we, we going to give we, them, take we, them we, away? We've we had them, that them. occur in the past here. Different seasons where maybe they had him to start, took him away, gave him to him, and then that event happened. And you said, "What do we do now?" Right. So maybe just wait till the end of the year. That's fine. Hey, listen, I'm fine with that. Yeah. Terrell Farley says, "Give him out right now on the text line." Is that right? Yeah. Well, it's dangerous to give him out right before you go play Purdue. I yes, think. it is. Right then again, do you take him away, or do you just now if you give him back? Ah, it's a tricky. One. This is tricky. It's tricky. There's a standard. And what if O'Connell throws for 360? Oh, or, or more. 360 is, <laughs> 360 is not bad. I'll take that. Right? <laughs> yeah, I was thinking more like 450 <laughs> and 500. <Yeah. laughs> 360 is a pretty – come on. That's, that's a, a pretty, big number. I mean, that's not that bad. He's averaging 311. Okay, so it's just over his average. <laughs> not then. just over that's his just, average. That's just over his average. Oh, my God. I'm not talking about a you know, Mike no. Leach team coming no, here and putting 500 <laughs> passing yards this down is, you. This is – I'm not I'm not being surly here. This is the problem Nebraska has. The standards have fallen so far. Well, sure they have. Yeah, I mean <laughs> – Come on. Come on three, well, if it's 360 and a win, it's fine. Or a game you lose close. Uh-huh. That's not exactly the black shirt no, standard. <laughs> right. No, you're, you're right. <laughs> so yeah, I don't, I don't like, I don't know Terrell. Um, well, Terrell's a defensive guy. You know, he's a de- I know great he, defensive I, I, player. Yeah, I, I, I recognize. Just, I'm just clarifying why he might feel to give him out now. Yeah, they meant a lot when he played. That's the they thing. also earned them back. That's then. they the played thing. great defense. Then. Yeah, it's it's tricky right now. It is. Okay, so we don't know a bar, a big part of this game is whether Luke Reimer, the inside linebacker, and Quentin Newsom will they play? Will they play? Based on what I'm hearing, I think Reimer will go. Um, that's what I'm hearing. That's good. That's not official. Nobody said that yesterday. Quentin Newsom, it's a groin injury. It's and that you know, that's tough for a corner. Um, Rymer's their best player on defense. Rymer's their best player on I defense. I like Luke Rymer. Yeah. I, I wouldn't have argued that before the season. I mean, we talked about Garrett Nelson and Oshan the other day, but Rymer's in that con- He's always I, been in that conversation. I, I, one of the coaches told me Rymer's number one, Garrett's number two, and Marquis Buford, really? number three. Number three. 
Yeah. And probably Tanner, number four. Hmm. Caleb. Interesting. And perhaps Ty Robinson, <laughs> five. Let's keep, keep going. Come on. Go yeah. to, go then to 11. Sean. Let's keep going. <laughs> then O'Shawn. Who's seven? I don't know. I, I, I got the top six. You got the top six. Yeah. Maybe, uh, five, mainly. Five, mainly. Buford, that was, a, that, that was an interesting one to me. Buford. I like him. I wouldn't have guessed he would be number three on anybody's list. Uh, okay. There, there was a comment from Whipple. I'm going back to Whipple here. Okay, shift fine? gears. Is that fine? Yeah. Well, back we, to we, offense. It's a minor shift. We've been talking a lot of offense mm-hmm. here. Mark Whipple was asked so we about the, the bobble on the victory formation against Rutgers where mm-hmm. there's a fumble. Yeah, it's concerned me. Yeah. Uh, he said he noted Greg Schiano has done that before in the NFL when the guys, quote, submarine your offensive linemen. Uh-huh. Uh, he said Whipple said he almost called a timeout before, but Donovan Raiola had talked to his guys about it, and Nebraska had no problems with snaps up to that point. Quote, on Schiano, that's kind of what he's done in his career. Yeah, no harm, no foul. I'm surprised he wouldn't have called a timeout in that situation to warn his guys. The guys are going low. He's yeah. They're yeah. going low, and I mean, if, you, if Rutgers recovers a fumble there, uh, they're in field goal range. They're in field goal range. I'm a little surprised he didn't. That might fall under the category of crappy coaching. Well, they won a game with crappy coaching at right. times, and yeah. first half for sure. Yeah, why not? Why not? Why not cross that T? I mean, that's a scary moment. If you, were, I was down on the sideline. It was, you know, there's a moment of man, the ball's loose. Oh, they got it back. Thank God. Yeah, right. Let's get out of here. Why Let's not? Get why the not take care of that before the play? I don't know. I'm just saying. Well. The, the point is that they got lucky, they got it back, right. and they won the game. Yeah, they got out of there. but And they survived a messy situation, a right. potentially messy right. situation. Potentially messy situation, exactly. Uh, we got a phone call. Let's do it. I don't have a producer still. Let's do it. So I'm, I'm, Let's do it. If you can hear me, you're on early break. Who do we have here? Go ahead. You only get one guess as to who this is. This, is, this is the great Vince from Napa. <laughs> Good morning, fellas. How are you? Hey, Vince. Good to hear from you, man. Let's see. Well, before I go into the Nebraska football part of the equation, Jake, you were talking – or both of you guys, really, were talking about America's team baseball. Well, yeah. I don't know if there's – I don't know if there's a clearly <coughs> defined one, but as far as the America that I live in, my two favorite teams are the San Francisco Giants and whoever's playing the Los Angeles Dodgers. Fair enough. Yeah. See? Screw the Dodgers. Yeah. <laughs> Screw the Dodgers. That's the uh, – well, the – well the, Gi- well, the Giants are on the golf course, but right now my favorite team is the San Diego Padres. Yeah, they're hard to dislike. Well, at least, at least for a few games. And then if the Dodgers win, it, then, then it shifts to the Braves or Phillies. But okay. anyhow, uh, anyhow, we're, uh, I'm on to Cincinnati, in the words of Bill Belichick. Okay. Um, <clears throat> but um, as far as the Nebraska football part of the equation, uh, just a couple things. Now, as far as the black shirts and when you give them back and – what the standards are and how the standards have fallen. And you're right, the standards have fallen enormously low, not just uh, for what it means to be a black shirt and just success at Nebraska football in general. But um, I would also say, too, widespread across the board in football, whether it's college or whether it's the pros, because the uh, rules have been made to benefit offenses, it's a lot easier for offenses to put up numbers, whether it comes to points, whether it comes to yardage, and conversely, it's a lot more difficult for for defenses to hold teams to a, you know to a certain amount of points and yardage like it used to for some of the great defenses in, in the history of college football and the NFL. So I would say I would take it a step further and say 
the standard of great defense across the board is a lot different than it used to be. And this isn't That's just true. and this isn't just Vincent Napa uh, talking about this. Nick Saban himself has said that, and as we know, uh, Saban is a defensive is a defensive guy. Um, but as far as uh, Friday night's game, and here's kind of an interesting personal sort of anecdote. Well, fr- I couldn't watch the game on Friday because I was covering high school football, so I was just kind of sneaking peeks at my phone and Twitter. And, mm-hmm. um, and, I, and I'm, I'm looking at the deficit and being down 13 to nothing, and I'm just kind of all the while internally swearing at my phone, this and that and everything else. And so I watched the replay on YouTube the next day, and now I'm – and then it's kind of refreshing hearing all the comments later about you know, how the team believed, the coaches believed, the players believed, and all that sort of thing. Now, I agree you give credit to the players. They ultimately came through and got the job done. But I think but I think as far as where it's coming from, I think that's where you got to give the coaches credit because, you know, you remember a few weeks ago when Oklahoma came in and motorboated us, you know, we're, we're one and three. A lot of the fan base was really just kind of checking out on the season and more interested in uh, who the next head coach was going to be. But that week, going into the Indiana game and then going into the Rutgers game, a lot of the talk was about how Mickey and the coaches were pumping confidence mm-hmm. into the players. And if you think about it, that's probably, and I know this is probably an oversimplification, but I think it's a truism. I would say, especially in college football. 80% of winning in college football is confidence and belief. And that's something Nebraska hasn't had for, you know, the last five years. And, you know, and hopefully this is a sign that it's starting to come back. You win three in a row, something you haven't done since Mike Riley was coaching. Now all of a sudden you're really going to get the belief back. But I'll tell you something, though, fellas. Mm-hmm. We, have a game, we, we, we have a game Saturday night. It's time, it's time to get that elusive three-game winning streak elusive. that we haven't had since Mike Riley was the head coach in 2016. I, I know a lot of people want to process that for a minute. But you want to know something, fellas. In order to come away with that, you can't stumble out of the gate like you did against Rutgers. You've got to come out from the opening kickoff. And you go out there and you open up a can of kickoff and let them know you're there for 60 minutes and go out and fight with 20 knuckles. That was amazing. That's amazing. That was incredible. You were on your game, Vince, from Napa. Thank you. We Uh, We have a problem, by the way. What's that? William via the text line. Uh oh. Didn't have any timeouts left. That's, I was going to ask the question on that. Before I just, re- you know, I, yeah, so I got a problem. Them. Well, I, I was yeah, they, sharply they critical. were using timeouts to try to bleed that clock. They, they, they had a great job of clock management. Mickey did a good job of that. I was sharply critical of Whipple for not calling the timeout when they didn't have timeouts. Yeah, I, if he well, would have called a timeout, that would have been a bigger problem. I, I was cautious because I don't, I was because I don't know for sure if they had any. Yeah, but I didn't want to say that for yeah. sure because I don't remember. Okay, exactly. I, that's a problem. But thank you to William. We're off. We're, you know, we're our, not off today. We're fine. Our first half. What? Is it every bit as bad as Nebraska? Hey, on you know Friday. what? We we always have a good second half, though. <laughs> Thank God, Schaefer's coming in. Yeah, we got Mike today. Yeah. We're good. We got to clean it. Hey, up. Well, can we can we pause for a second? And, and and Vince is right. People might be taking it a second here to, to take that in what he just said. Nebraska has not had a three game win streak since 2016. I hope we're it, right it's about 2022. that. 2022. No, that's correct. 2017, they were four and eight. They never had three wins in a row. <clears throat> 2018, they started off zero and six. They ended up four and two. They, they did not have three straight wins in that stretch. Nineteen five and seven. They they were three and one beginning, but they had a loss in there. It's Colorado. Mm-hmm. Twenty twenty, 
No three straight wins. Last year, none. Mm-hmm. Obviously, three wins total. Man, and this year, go back to Riley. It, you go back to the year they started off seven and zero when they went nine and four that season, lost to Tennessee in the Music City Bowl. That's the year. That's the last time they won three straight games. God, I mean, how pathetic has it been here? It's been We're rough. talking about three straight wins. Yeah, I mean, it's been Vanderbilt rough. It's been you know Kansas pre Leipold Kansas rough. Yeah. Who else is in that conversation? Um. Well. If you go way back in the early 2000s, Oregon Bay- State. Baylor. Baylor was bad. Yeah. They were terrible before yeah, and, they got Art Bryles. Right. So, yeah. yeah. Oregon State's even pretty good now. Yeah. Respectable under Jonathan Smith out there. Right. So, yeah. That, yeah, yesterday not a lot of news came out of that yesterday. Not a lot of news came out of the Whipple-Bush conversations. Um, well, it's on the text line. I'm just glad to have fancy. William tell us that there's no timeouts yeah. left. Thank you, William. Did anybody on the text line catch that? No. They didn't? Nope. No timeouts left at that point. But it's important <coughs> to have that knowledge now so we can't bash the situation. I know. Thank you. They didn't have anything left. Right. Hmm. And you know what? They got back on top of the ball, and they won the football game. Mm-hmm. For once, a fumble bounced the way of Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Credit K- I credit Casey for digging in there. Yeah. I can't imagine our reaction if they if that ball's recovered by Rutgers and they win that football game. I don't want to think about that. You Let's not stayed, do that. You might have stayed, why, why, you why might have stayed in New Jersey. Why do that? Though? But they did. Yeah, two and three, or right. two in a row, three and three overall, yeah, two three and one three. in conference play. In head, and I think this game is going to be close. I do. I. I the, the spread has jumped to fourteen. <clears throat> I know what the spread. It's is. jumped. I'm just commenting. What's out there? They, you know, Nebraska has some injury issues. So does Purdue. They're down to their third third string right tackle. Okay, they're missing. They're going to be missing a DB. Um, they don't. They're just. They don't run the ball well, and they don't. They obviously they have a very strong passing game, but it's not a downfield. Like they're not going to beat you over the top. I don't think they shouldn't beat you over the top. They might get you once or twice, like Rutgers did, but I don't think it'll be. There'll be guys running free. Nebraska's tightened up its run defense, and they don't run the ball very well anyway. Devin Mockaby's a, uh, I mean they're 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 playing a walk on at running back. He had 13 carries for 26 <coughs> yards against mm-hmm. Maryland. Now he's he's shown well. He had a good game against Minnesota. Uh, ran for over 100 against Minnesota, Devin Mockaby. But they're not. They're not. He's a like I said. He's a walk on, and that's no. I'm not disparaging walk ons, but they're down to their third string guy, four string guy, whatever he is. They had. They were playing Dylan Downing, who's another walk on. They're playing two walk ons. He got hurt, so I, I don't think King Daru. You'll see King Daru in this game. Doesn't sound like it. We have another phone call. Let's do it. Uh, if you're on, if you can hear us, who do we have? You're on early break. Go ahead. Good morning, Steve oh, Jake. We got uh, greetings from the Baldwin shop bright and early here. Wow. Thank you for calling. Nice Vince in the same hour. Yeah, how are you doing? Well, I, I, real good, Steve. Awful dark in these mornings, but uh, uh, guys, I'm going to warn you right now, I can't I can't match uh, the energy there that Vince brings. No, you know, we're not asking you to. It's yeah. all right, Chris. Yeah. Just be yourself. He's a unique animal. <laughs> no one really has He's a energy. unique animal no out on the West Coast. Yes, yeah, no one has that's that for sure. Uh, listen, uh, guys, I, now, Steve, what you were saying about Purdue don't run the ball well, you know, I, I think I mentioned to you guys Monday, you know, the last two games, we haven't run the ball well. No, they ha- we ha- no, no, Nebraska has not. You're right. You're, you know, and that's, that's a little concerning uh, to me going into this game. Um, I, I think this is going to be a tough one to win. 
out there. Uh, Purdue's playing pretty pretty doggone good right now, and they're just coming off of a couple of wins over uh, you know two pretty good teams. So absolutely, uh, this this is interesting. I, you know, Steve Jake, I I don't understand how Minnesota is favored at Illinois this week. I, you know, and it's what it's it's about like a six or seven point spread. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you I, know, I, I I don't understand that, but you know, they don't believe in Illinois, Las yet. Vegas. That's what they do for a living. But uh, anyway, uh, Steve Jake, yeah, this is uh, you know the black shirt issue there. Uh, I'm, you know, I, hey, wait, come on, you guys. When you're ranked 115th in the nation in total defense, I, I, I don't think they ought to be giving out black shirts yet. Anyway, you know, maybe in a couple of games, like you said, Steve, see what happens this week. You know, and it's it's just going to get tougher on down the line here. So, so yeah, let's let's let this thing play out. You know, the the games are going to be tougher. These last two teams we've played, Indiana and Rutgers, are not very good. So, but uh, uh, you know, we'll 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 let it play out here a little bit. Uh, Steve, Jake, uh, now listen, I I I want it. I want you guys your thoughts, okay. Jake, and I'm I want to get off your 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 assistant coaches and and what they were saying yesterday, okay. but. I want you to show, we, we haven't really discussed our new, our new stepbrothers out on the West Coast, UCLA and USC, who right now happen to be a combined 12-0 and ranked 7th and 11th in the country. And they're part, UCLA, I tell you what, UCLA looks pretty good right now. The mm-hmm. team, they've beaten Washington and Utah. Uh, Southern Cal's got to go up to Utah yeah, this weekend. And it, it, that's going to be a little bit tough, although Utah sounds like they're getting beat down a little bit up there. But, but this, I see Utah's favored a few points. But uh, let's let's keep an eye on that. And and I did see something, Jake, this morning on ESPN where uh, one of the commissioners, and I think it was the ACC, he wants to push that 12-team playoff up to two years from now, and you know that'll mean the 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 acceleration, I believe, of the, of the conference expansions here. And uh, I, I still think, you know, you guys talk about those pods, and I think we're going to end up with uh, Southern Cal, UCLA, possibly Oregon and Washington. Who knows? But I was talking to a good friend at the Engine House Cafe yesterday, good spot. Steve, I had off, and, and he, th- he still thinks – and this guy, this guy was a member of the '70 and '71 national championship teams. He thinks that Notre Dame's still going to get into this thing in the Big Ten, but I'm not sure. But hey, one other thing, Steve, Jake, before I let you go, now that was a mighty interesting first show, first segment yesterday you guys had. So you know, we like to to pass the hat here for Lamar's Donuts for you guys every once in a while, but after. Jake, after yesterday morning, I, I know one of the guys tried to call in and said, Jake hung up on me, and I said, well, let's pass the hat for a year's supply of Zoloft for, for Jake. <laughs> so, so, so uh, Jake, we're going to try to do that for you, and, and, uh, and uh, uh, hope, hope you're feeling better today. I feel fine. Uh, hey, guys, I'm in a great mood great today. Shows, Thank you. Great, hey, great shows no matter what kind of mood you're in, and, and I'm going to hang up and listen. Thank you. Hey, I'm usually in a pretty good mood. Yesterday, my chair was in the wrong spot. 
I was so bothered. Lost. I was bothered, but I, as as we said, you know, we we bounced through a rough start and we finished well yesterday. Yeah, today we got off to a bad start again. I want. I, I think fine. People are gonna. My the people, error, the people are here. My error on the timeout issue wasn't a matter of preparation. It was just I made a mistake on the fly. And, and William helped fix that. Yeah. Thank you, you. You you were not overly prepared for the show today. I was. <laughs> if I told you I had two remotes yesterday I was in charge of, would, would that help out <laughs> the issue here? Yes, and that my brain is fried from yesterday? Yes. Okay, a few things before we get to break. I, I like reading these. I never have these. Couple really, things. really, yeah. You don't get. Well, I, I will I bring you those. I, thank, I wish you would. That's something I could do. You could bring that to me. Yeah. On Tuesdays I should think or of that. Please yeah. do. Yeah, we ha- we still have half the season left. I like the packets. Okay. I, I don't like printing out ten thousand pages okay. here. I will bring them. Do you realize if Purdue wins this game, <laughs> this is Purdue's it's news <laughs> release. Purdue's here. Purdue's news release. Couple things. Okay. Um, if they win Purdue, this would be four straight wins for Purdue in general. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'd be their first four-game winning streak since 2018, and just the second over the past 15 seasons. Man, man, it's a nine-win team last year, though. Uh, and this, this, this would be. Am the, I right about that? Yeah, they won yeah, nine. nine yeah. yeah, this would be the fastest Purdue has reached five wins in a season since 2007. Okay, when the Boilermakers started five and zero. Also, Purdue, you mentioned you can't run the football. They are tenth in the conference at 119 yards per game. Nebraska is. Eighth at one sixty yards per game okay. rushing the football. Yeah, I yeah, I, yeah. stats. I, I don't say they can't. They just don't do it very the well. The stats are pretty similar. The the biggest difference, as we all know, it's not a surprise, is that Purdue's defense is far better. We we know this, but the stats indicate greatly. I mean, Nebraska's dead last at four hundred forty nine yards per game. Purdue is eighth at three twenty seven per game. Yeah. So otherwise, but if you look at offensive stats, very similar. They have a few more passing yards in Nebraska, mm-hmm. but. I think what we've done this week in this this fan base, largely in the media, is blown up Purdue a little too much. That's what I think. I'm I'm not. I don't think Purdue is going to put a big number. That's what happens when you have a nice win at Minnesota, though. I mean, they won by ten. Twenty to ten, though, against a good defense. Yeah, and they shut down the offense. I know Mo didn't play. Ibrahim didn't play for Minnesota, but still. And then they go beat Maryland the t- on the road. Those are two good wins on, on the road, back-to-back. Minnesota and Maryland, back-to-back wins on the road. Are you mm-hmm. kidding me? Mm-hmm. That's why there's a little bit of concern. And there's a, there's, there's a lot of buzz. There's a lot of buzz in West Lafayette. All the hotel rooms are sold. The, you got to pay $600 if you uh, want a hotel okay, room. Well, I'm not La- going there. Yeah, you know, if you got to pay $600 if you want a hotel room in Lafayette. The game's sold out. It's going to be loud and... Um, It'll be different than Rutgers. It'll be louder. But it might be an actual sellout? Yeah. Not that Rutgers wasn't loud. That was loud. Okay. It was loud. And they had a light show. And it was, know, it's a crazy night, light nightclub. show. Nightclub. Yeah. Nightclub in New Brunswick. Play, they're blaring bad music. Uh, Fred Hoiberg was at Media Days yesterday, as well as a couple players. We'll tell you what was said next in early break in the ticket. Mm-hmm.